guess what? What? Season three release date, April 9th. <gasps> what? I did not know this at all. Like, I didn't even play it out this little bit for us to talk about that. No. No, you didn't. Not at all. <laughs> but yeah, that's really exciting. So, it's about time, because they've been vague for the longest time. Like, uh, season three airs spring 2019. And they've been finished filming since, like, November, I believe. November, December. So I'm like, what? Come on, what's taking so long? What's going on here, everyone? Yeah, they're just um exhausting their power. Exactly. So... I am pretty fucking excited. But that's season three. We are still discussing season two. So should we get into discussing the domino effect? Um, yeah. Alright, let's get it started. Welcome to the Bold Talk, the Mandy award-winning podcast where we discuss the bold type. I am Jeremy Rodriguez. And I'm Sam Saff. This week, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 6, The Domino Effect. In this episode, Jane is thrilled when her sexual assault article for Scarlet is nominated for a prestigious journalism award. Determined to prove herself to Jacqueline, Jane jumps at the chance to write a follow-up piece until the story takes an unexpected turn. Kat struggles with whether to tell Adina a secret, and Sutton is given a challenging assignment. This episode was written by Amy Jo Perry and was directed by Anna Mastro. Woo, girl power. Yeah. So, first off, let's talk about this cold open, because I know I talked about it a few episodes ago, about this being a new apartment, potentially. This is definitely a new apartment, because why is Sutton sleeping in the living room? Yeah, um, good point. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure, didn't she have her own bedroom? I don't remember. I don't know. I thought maybe she was on the couch just because she's been like... Well, that wasn't a couch, ass. that was a bed. That was definitely well, a bed. Oh. Yeah, then I don't know. <laughs> that was definitely a bed that was behind the couch. So I think they, you know, maybe we're trying to get the illusion that they're, they have a studio apartment. But Is it like a futon? No, I think that was a legit bed because I feel like I remember seeing that in the in the one of the previous episodes, but I don't remember like calling it out or thinking it was weird for some reason. Huh. It's it's not weird to have a living room in your you know where your kitchen, your living, and everything else is, but. You know, I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, this is definitely a new apartment, I think. This is a new set that they got. I will take more note next week. Okay, if we get to see their apartment. (gasps) We do see their apartment. Well, Uh, there you go. I will take note then. uh, Well, I don't know if you get to see that room. But anyway, I'm excited about the next episode. But anyway, (laughs) we're not talking about the next episode. No, we are on episode six. Yes. So, Sam, I really want to know, how come you never put together a full brunch for me when I was hungover? Well, I didn't cook. (laughs) And I'm not as good of a friend as them, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Also, were you ever hungover? (laughs) That's true. I don't. I, I've only been hung over once in my entire life, and that was when I was like, that was last year when I was twenty seven. So. Yeah, I feel like I took care of you. I just didn't. I didn't do all that. Yeah, you didn't make me brunch, but it's okay. It's okay. You also did not hold my um, hair above the toilet bowl like they did with Sutton. Wow, is this just like point out the way Sam is not as good of a friend <laughs> as Cat and Jane are to Sutton in this? opening scene here like 
I, I don't know. I'm sorry. We just. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me, Jeremy? I can't take back what I did in college. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Like you know, we're we're good. We are good. <laughs> are you sure? Because I'm like, I am. I, I'm, who are you trying to convince when you're saying I, that? <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, one thing I think that I think you are a great friend about though is that like you know whenever something happens to me I will tell you immediately which is just what Sutton and Kat did great transition here huh <laughs> so one of the things I really enjoyed about this scene is I feel like if this was any other show um, Sutton and Kat would have revealed like right then and there in that scene like oh I ran into Richard and he was with another woman or Kat would would have been like oh, I had a sex dream about a woman who was not my girlfriend. So I kind of like that, you know, some of those conversations happened off screen, because that way, like, you know, this episode can, can really get into, like, the nitty gritty and say, like, hey, like, this is what the episode's actually about. It's not about, like, all these other little side conversations or anything. So I just thought it was cool. Yeah, and it eliminates that whole, like, introducing new information thing. Mm-hmm. Be kind of unnecessary exactly so you know we dive right into this episode like you know everybody already knows about cat's issue everybody knows about something's issue and the one piece of new information that we do get though is that jane is nominated for a mandy award go jane yeah not sure what a mandy award is but you go girl <laughs> it's not a cat we're like oh my god that's so great wait what, what's a mandy award <laughs> <laughs> that is me i feel like you would do something like that oh my god great what is that that's totally awesome but what what are we talking about (laughs) exactly i enjoyed that scene though it's just a subtle subtle thing that shows like how strong their friendship is and i even noticed on the previously on too like they you know at the very end you just see the three of them hugging each other yeah i was gonna say that they do that consistently throughout the show like, yeah show exactly how close they are and how like open they are with each other and everything just one of the reasons why the bold type is just pure gold yeah yeah it really is like a hidden gem all right should we dive into Sutton's storyline oh yeah take it away so Sutton comes in to work for one day and oliver says you okay you look kind of puffy <laughs> and, <laughs> and she does yeah didn't she, she- I, oh Did my you god. Notice? I completely forgot to pay attention to that. I remember you saying that. You said her makeup made her look a little bit. Yeah, I don't like, know what they did, but like she just looked puffy. It was weird. Was it it was <laughs> it must have been subtle that I'm assuming, right? Yeah, it was subtle. Okay. It wasn't until like he said it that I looked at her face and I was like, okay. That's reminding me of when we um when we saw Mean Girls on Broadway. Like during the part after um Regina ate all the calcium bars, like you know, she gained a little bit of weight in the show and you know they obviously used like a fake butt for her but it didn't look super fake it like looked like that could have been her real butt yeah that was just interesting today (laughs) (laughs) i'm just drawing a a realistic uh fake butt (laughs) yeah like is she even more like a cat suit too so like it actually you know you actually saw like a bare butt for like a second like you saw butt cleavage (laughs) so it it was just interesting i like like, that term butt cleavage (laughs) Is that a thing? Like, I don't know, but I could have just said butt cheeks, but like, whatever. <laughs> so, I'm just know, saying I like that I bought cleavage it. cleavage better. <laughs> butt cleavage? Okay. We'll start yeah. talking about our butt cleavage. <laughs> oh my goodness. Coining the term right now. I'll, I'll be going out, a, I'll, I'll go out on a date and I'll just be like, Sam, how's my butt cleavage look? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so Sutton is uh, is partying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's being noticed 
And she's been going out with the rep for Valenciaga. Is that correct? Brooke? Uh, not yet. No, that's... No? She's gone out with Brooke. Isn't that what I said? Brooke? No, you said Valenciaga. <laughs> Valenciaga is something else, which I have something to oh. say about. <laughs> I thought they were... Oh, I mixed them up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm keeping that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's going out with Brooke, um... And Brooke is just being kind of a shitty friends. Well, she just, like, doesn't care about Sutton's problems. She just wants to, like, go have a good time. Yeah. But one thing I really liked about um Brooke's characterization, and, and this is why, honestly, I think this is what made, um, what made Brooke work and made Mitzi not work, is that Brooke is a little bit more subtle in her characterization and the actress's performance. I don't know. I don't think Brooke meant any harm. Like, you know, she, you know, she tried to sh- say that, like, oh, I care about you, Sutton. Uh, don't kill your vibe by worrying about this guy. Um, but you're also killing my vibe, so don't kill my vibe either. Right. So I, I just think it was just a nice little subtle, like, nuanced way for. She's keeping it real, but in, like, a caring way. Yeah. So I just feel like that was just a great way to show, like, hey, like, she's not really a good friend for Sutton. Yeah. Yeah, she's not really the right friend to be uh, spilling your heart out to. Yeah, exactly. It proves a point. It doesn't need to be, like, one extreme or the other. Like, you don't have to be, like, a total bitch to, like, not want to hear your friend talk about their personal life or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's not like Brooke was a terrible person. She just wasn't given something what she needed in having her instance. Yeah, no. that was a good point. Yeah, thanks. Anyway, so uh, Sutton has to style Richard's new girlfriend, Jessica. Ooh. Yeah. But what I liked, and I know we talked about this a little bit already, but like before, um, but Kat suggests to Sutton that she dress her in like uglier clothing and kind of like, quote unquote, sabotage her, so to speak. And uh, Sutton's mm-hmm. like, I just can't. Like, it's just not in my nature. To yeah. Make anybody look bad. Yeah. And again, I feel like I'm going to say this a lot. If this was any other show, Sutton totally would have done that. She would have, like, put her, like, you know, in the the dress that's, like, too small or something like that, or... Or at the very least, Kat would have, like, pushed it more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even Kat, even when Kat said it, like, she didn't have a malicious intent. She was, like, She was, like, kind of, she was, like, half kidding. Yeah, exactly. I I wouldn't even say half. I'd say 75% kidding. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Before kidding. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we just have to be careful with, like, the percentage of kiddings, okay? Yeah. It is important. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad that we stopped and took a second to evaluate the proper percentage of how much Kat was kidding. You're so welcome. That's what I'm here for. Wow. I don't know what we would do without you. Anyway. I know, right? (laughs) So, what we had to find it out from Jessica, though, is that her and Richard used to date in law school. Because Sutton asks her one question. <laughs> Tell them how you feel about this, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> can you can the listeners tell that we this is like our third attempt at recording this episode? Because <laughs> Did we mention that? Because yeah, we've done this once or twice. <laughs> we did not mention that yet. Yeah, this is our third time recording this episode because just a lot of shit just kept happening, so Technical difficulties. Yeah, but we're here now. <laughs> Yay! So, so anyway, um, the thing I was thinking about this is like, why was Jessica sharing all this information with a complete stranger? Like, oh, I think he's ready to settle down. And so am I. I think she's just giddy. She's just in love. 
Yeah, but why? But it is a it is a little bit of an overshare. <laughs> like I just wanted to know how long you guys been dating. Like, yeah, oh, that's all. I'm just being nice, okay? Else. I don't like care about all this stuff, like settling down and everything like that. Because I don't know. I just think it's just awkward for Sutton. I mean, it's obviously awkward for Sutton because of the contacts. Because she and Richard used to be together, but. I just think it's awkward in that sense because Richard is still, like, a co-worker of hers. Or, well, not a co-worker, but, like, you know, somebody who, like, works, like, with her indirectly at the very least. Okay, so two things. One, was Sutton asking that question because she was trying to see if they were dating while he and Sutton were dating? Or was she just, like, asking that question just to be, like, polite? I mean, that's actually that's actually a good point. I don't know. I just, I just think Sutton was just being nice and just just conversing yeah just being a just being the people person that she normally is so i feel like she would have asked that to anybody yeah you're probably right but obviously like you know there may be like an ulterior motive like subconsciously she's kind of curious like oh hey like what's going on like you know if she was like really like prying she would have like really pried for information like oh you dated in law school okay how long did she date there like she didn't really pry yeah jessica just you know overshared essentially <laughs> Yeah, and then second point, why does Jacqueline know them? <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, also, apparently Jacqueline requested that Jessica get styled. Did you catch that? No, I guess I missed that. Because, I mean, this is you know, this is my third time watching this episode, because I watched it right before we started recording for the third time. And I just noticed that that one time, like, Jacqueline actually requested Oliver to style her. Huh. So, obviously Jacqueline is friends with... Both Richard and Jessica, because, you know, as we also heard in the other conversation, Jessica asked um, Jacqueline if Richard was still single, and that's when Jacqueline told him, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, but I'm just still trying to figure out when they cross paths. Maybe they all play poker together. That'd be cool. As we heard in the previous episode, Jacqueline told Richard, like, oh, Cleo's not going to be joining our poker games anytime soon. So... Jacqueline and Richard obviously have a friendship that's very much off screen that we don't necessarily see all the time. So I just imagine that Jessica is part of that little group or part of that little dynamic. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy so, it. And we also learn later on in the episode that Jacqueline definitely is a poker player. So she wasn't just saying that as a figure of speech. So she plays poker. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sutton ends up telling both Jane and Kat, she says, oh, I'm sorry that I've been a lot to deal with. And I just like that she's owning up to it. Sutton is the best. <laughs> mm -hmm. She's always like the first one to open up about her, her flaws or whatever mistakes she made in the situation. And she's always willing to compromise in order to make things better. So mm -hmm. yeah, she rocks. Yeah. Jane and Kat didn't tell Sutton, like, um, you're being a shitty friend. It was Sutton who noticed at first, essentially. That's true. She didn't have to be told. And then Jane delivered your favorite line. Oh, shoot. What was it? <laughs> oh, the, um, oh my god. Shoot. <laughs> We're just gonna spend the entire episode, like, reminding each other, like, hey, what did you say? <laughs> it was like, can I have, can I have Sutton back, the one you drank? <laughs> yes <laughs> i uh, love that so much but but something's just amazing as always that's something we're just gonna always keep saying and for every episode something is the best let's move on <laughs> to talking about cats where do we start with cat i mean really cat in this episode has only really one storyline um and it really just centers around her interactions within the lesbian community 
in the previous episode, she had met or she had ran into Layla, one of Adina's old friends. And Layla was a little suggestive, I would say, with Kat. She right? sent her a fire emoji. Sent that means her a, a lot. fire emoji. Yeah, that means something. Yeah. So anyway, she um she gave subtle hints that she was interested, and Kat felt excited about that. I guess she had some dreams. She had a sexual dream about Layla, and Layla ends up inviting her to the habit forming. <laughs> I mean, okay. I wonder if this is symbolism or something. Yeah, wow, way to be subtle there, Freeform. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm kind of curious, is there a barn called Habit Form in New York? I'm gonna, you know what, I'm going to look this up because now I'm curious. Okay, you do that. Anyway, <laughs> so she goes to the Habit Forming and ends up dancing. Is it the Habit Forming? There is one. <laughs> no, she said the Habit Forming. <laughs> she goes to the habit for well i just think it's five i think it's such a funny name that i have to like emphasize can we just at least call it the habit foreman for the rest of the episode and nothing came up so i don't think it's real (laughs) okay well okay so the habit for me (laughs) (laughs) and when kat's there with uh layla she ends up dancing with one of the women there and the woman tries to kiss her and she kind of backs off but then eventually she kat ends up making out with this woman and she feels some guilt yeah and then she goes over to uh, sutton and jane's at three in the morning and just basically has a breakdown (laughs) yes i'm not laughing at the breakdown i'm just laughing at like what comes from the breakdown because that's because the scene is just really funny so (laughs) it is a funny scene (laughs) so first off i gotta give shout out to dr ben because he did not mansplain to cat about anything he attempted to he said like oh you know what like sometimes i feel like infidelity is uh and then she gets like babe babe no no just and then he's like all right i think you all want to be alone way to read the room dr ben <laughs> exactly so cat explains the whole situation to them and Sutton is just drunk off her ass how are her boobs did you touch them always has the best commentary <laughs> Which, I feel like that's something you would say. You're probably right. Like, <laughs> like if I came to you and, like, you know, granted, like, I wouldn't, like, be cheating on a girlfriend, but if I came to you and told you that, you'd be like, oh, how are her boobs? <laughs> <laughs> but also, you're not a good person right now. <laughs> but if you were drunk, you would say, how are her boobs? But, but yeah, tell me about those first. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll berate you. <laughs> And then Jane tries to call out Sutton for being drunk, like, subtly, not like, you know, in a call-out type of way. And then Sutton's like, excuse me, I am only drunk because I had drinks with Balenciaga rap. That's why I thought it was <laughs> Yeah, so it was like, with a Balenciaga rap, no, no, See, it all It all came back. It all came back. <laughs> it's like, I vividly remember Balenciaga because of this scene, because it's just iconic. And then all of a sudden, Sutton's like, hey, do you want a Hot Pocket? Hot Pockets. I love Hot Pockets. It is my favorite thing to eat, whether I am drunk or if I just cheated on my girlfriends and I just need a little snack. Whatever you need, Hot Pockets are there for you. Sponsor us. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Cat wants a 
pepperoni hot pocket and they are the best i'm just saying yeah i mean if you're gonna go if yeah you gotta get the pepperoni <laughs> exactly and then shane's like i'll have one too and it's not it's like there's only one <laughs> <laughs> it's too late i already gave all of my love to cat for the record sutton did offer jane a hot pocket like when she <laughs> when she came out of the bedroom but then you know cat obviously needed a little bit more yep sorry all right now that we are done sponsoring getting sponsored by hot pockets except not sponsored at all she goes home and Adina's there. And of course, D- Adina is fabulous as ever and super happy to see her and eager to tell her about her trip. And Kat can't contain herself and ends up saying, you know, I did kiss a girl at the bar and I did have sex dreams about your friend Layla. Um, kind of a weird bomb to drop on her when she just got back from her trip, but I know. Uh, Adina is always so reasonable, I find. Um, and even when she's not, she's always quick to correct herself. But she decides, I'm just going to leave the situation for now and like gather my thoughts. And so she leaves and kind of leaves Kat wondering what's going on. Um, right. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> it, it sucks. This is the first question I'm coming to that I'm coming up with. But like, where does Adina go? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, she does have friends, I'm guessing, so, like, you know, who knows? Maybe she stayed with Layla, like, who knows? Which, that would be awkward, but, you know. Is she gone overnight? I think so, actually, because, no, you know what? No, I don't think she is, actually, because didn't this happen the same day as the Mandy Awards? I think so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think she's gone overnight, actually. Okay, so it's just, like, the the day. Yeah, so she just probably had to, like, leave and just, like, collect her thoughts. Maybe made some phone calls home or whatnot. Like, you know, who knows? But I gotta say, in previous episodes, I've been, like, very hard on the Kadena fandom because I'm just like, oh, maybe they're overreacting a little bit. But, like, I don't know. After rewatching this episode, I'm starting to think, like, oh, their concerns are a little bit valid because I feel like seeing such a good, healthy relationship between two women of color, not only that, but, like, one of the women is Muslim. It's something that you don't see very often on TV, if at all. So, I think, like, a lot of, like, women in the queer community, especially, like, you know, if you are, like, a queer woman of color, this storyline's probably really important to them, because this is the only time in which they've ever really felt seen. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really good point. Um, For the record, Sam was much more excited about this the first time we recorded. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) Um, Good point, Jeremy. (laughs) How was that? It's perfect. Okay, good. That was an interesting take. No, I um I do think that it's very important to obviously show members of the queer community of all types. Um, but like you said, women of color, especially Muslim women, are never really portrayed in any media outlet, really. But I kind of like am almost happy this has happened because they. I do think that Cad is like not mature enough to be with Adina. But yeah, I totally understand. To all the Kadena fans out there who are pissed off, like, why you'd be pissed. I totally get that. And I'm also somewhere, like, on the other side, too. Like, you know, like, I understand, like, you know, you want to see, like, a really healthy relationship being played out on TV. But at the same time, though, like, shouldn't we also see, like, two queer women struggle just like any, like, straight couple would? Because it's not all, like, you know, happiness and roses for every, like, queer couple out there. Yeah, alone any every couple out there, so... I think that's refreshing to say too. Well, yeah, and on Cat, this being Cat's first queer relationship, I think is also a part of it because she's being exposed to a community she's never really known, and I think she's 
kind of excited about it. And Adina makes a comment when they're talking about how her first kiss, when Adina had her first kiss with a woman, there were like fireworks everywhere. And she was like, you just have me when talking about Kat being kissing a woman like she only had Adina and nobody else. The one that I was wondering about that, I feel like I understand what Adina was trying to say. Adina was trying to be like, there's only been me. You haven't had like other experiences. That's what I think she was trying to say. But could it also be read as like, you've only had me. Like, am I good enough for you? So deep. I hate that, though. I wish Adina didn't think that way. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to put, like, thoughts in her head or anything like that. I don't even know, like, what the writer's intention was. But, like, I don't know. Like, after several rewatches of the same episode, I started to, like, come to that conclusion. Like, oh, you know what? I'd feel like shit if I was in her position. Like, you know, like, am I not good enough? Am I not considered, like, the ultimate woman in that case? That was really interesting because Adina has struggled so much with, you know, being persecuted for a number a number of things. From her religion to her sexual orientation to just her gender as a whole. But that made me sad when you told me that, you know, like it just makes me sad because I feel like there is some truth to that. In this instance, like with that line, either the writers were just not paying attention to the fact that that could have had a double meaning or they were really smart in putting it in there that way. But her wording, Adina's wording is weird. Like it was intentional. So. Right. And there's possibility, too, the writers could have, like, subconsciously put it in and not even realize it. Yeah, that's possible, too. So. So. Hmm. But it's interesting to think about either way. Yeah. So the episode pretty much ends with both of them not really knowing what the two of them want to do together. No, the only thing that we do here is Adina saying to Kat that she doesn't, that curiosity that Kat has isn't just going to go away. Kind of implying that that trust may not really ever come back so i don't know i don't think it's looking too good but of course i'm rooting for it it's like i want them to be end game i really do yeah yeah i really do all right let's dive right into jane who has quite a bit happen to her in this episode oh yeah this is a very jane centric episode oh definitely so jane gets an email hello miss sloan the Mandy's want a photo of you and Jacqueline for the awards dinner. Can you come by the office tomorrow? Andrew, Jacqueline's assistant, Scarlet Magazine. Um, just no contacts with this email signature. For one thing, like, Andrew, what's your last name? Who is, <laughs> who is, who is Jacqueline? Jacqueline? <laughs> yes. Uh, like, I mean, I, we all love Jacqueline. She's very influential, <laughs> but who is she? <laughs> just Jacqueline's assistant. And... Can you come by the office tomorrow? What time? What time, Andrew? <laughs> I love Andrew, though. <laughs> we need more. We need a more detailed email. <laughs> that's what, that's immediately where my mind went. I was like, I, I need more information. Like, when do you want me to come in? How should I dress? Like, what's going on here? And you want me to come to a photo shoot tomorrow? I mean, come on. Well, granted, she's not a photo shoot at Scarlet, so they'll probably, you know, even if she didn't have the right outfit, they would have put her in an outfit. Let's be honest. Yeah, and it's not like Jane doesn't have an outfit, let's be yeah, real. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> like, we, we already know you have the outfits, but what if, like, you know, something tragic happened? Like, Jane would have been like, I had to sell all of my clothes just to pay for myself after I lost my job at Insight. Well, luckily for her, that did not happen. It's in it, <laughs> because the show is a fantasy. Anyway. Yes, but when she gets nominated for the award, she's nervous about it because it's about her piece 
carry the weight with the main focus being Jacqueline. And since Jacqueline didn't give Jane her job back at Scarlet, she's a little apprehensive on having to be around her. <laughs> yeah, and rightfully so, because Jacqueline didn't give her, like, a second shot or anything like that. Yeah, it can be, a, you know, feel a little bit like a betrayal. But Ben tries to make her feel at ease. He delivers flowers to her. And um, he says, oh, you're nominated for an award now. And then Shane's like, you've never been rejected before, have you? And then he pauses. He's like, no, it's the accents. Which, by the way, when he says no, it's the accents, the camera is not on his face when he says that. And I don't think he's actually talking during that part. I think they had to dub that line in later. Wow, that's... Wow, okay. (laughs) Just a little minor observation. I think, like, maybe this conversation was originally longer, so they had to, like, cut out a shit ton just to, like, you know, make room for other stuff. Also, later on in the episode, during Jacqueline and Jane's photo shoot, Jacqueline sells Shane, like, and I owe all that to you. Her mouth also isn't moving either. The camera's not on her face, and it does not look like her mouth is moving. So, I, I don't know. I feel like there was they probably have like a lot of extra content for this episode that they had to cut out, that they just had to like deal with it by just adding in these subbed in lines. So, just hmm. throw my two cents in there. You're probably right. <laughs> I'm always right. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I have no way of disputing you at this current <laughs> moment, but... I have all these theories about what happens behind the scenes and like watchers, people who like work on the show and they're like, um, that's not what happened at all. Like, stop saying shit. Stop overanalyzing everything. Yeah, what do you know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you know, you're just curious and you just like to speculate and I think that's I cool. I do. What can I say? It's, it's part of my anxiety, you know? I just like to overanalyze everything. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, Ben tells um, Jane, stop being so worried about it and capitalize on the fact that you're nominated for an award and go sell yourself essentially so jane starts cold calling a bunch of places and they all just already know that she's nominated for a mandy award and which i'm I'm guessing the mandy award is like the the equivalent of a pulitzer for lifestyle magazines okay so i don't know if we ever see jane's family or if that like really gets died i know that her mom has died but like anybody else Mm because if it's like pulitzer equivalent i feel like some family would be there (laughs) i don't know right we we only know that jane has jane has brothers and she has i believe her father is still like around okay um i don't know it just seemed it seemed odd that everybody seemed to know about this thing but (laughs) jane didn't make that big of a deal out of it (laughs) everybody knows and i just gotta say like i'm a little bit better though because like I'm not trying to get myself a pat on the back here, but I have won six journalism awards in my very short career, and nobody knows about them. Yeah, but, you know, you're not in New York City getting Mandy Awards. Like I know. Day. I want a national- Okay, I want a first place national award, Sam. Wow. Well, I don't know why people don't know that about you, Jeremy, <laughs> but they I should. Am, I am just saying. I also don't put myself out there as much as Jane does, though, to be fair. But, you know, I just... Yeah, she, like, really puts herself out there, so, yeah. It should also be noted, too, that um, Jane's Carry the Weight article was Scarlett's most retweeted article of all time now, so there was a lot of attention around that, so I'm assuming, like, there's a possibility maybe it could have... Traveled. Yeah, that information could have just traveled. Like, oh, like, this very popular article that everybody read is nominated for an award. This is a great thing, you know? Well, and it seems like everybody knows Jacqueline, like, within the community, so they would at least be familiar with her in mm-hmm. the article. So, 
you know, all this buzz. She ends up getting a meeting with Jeff Seltzer from the Daily Review, and he asks her to do a follow-up to her Carry the Weight piece. And he notes that Jane wrote about the Me Too movement before there was one, which is, you know, very meta, because that, that's actually what the show did. The show tackled that topic, essentially, before there was one. Yeah, that's awesome. Except, you know, it's not like the Me Too movement just started. It's been going on since 2006 by a wonderful black woman named Tarana Burke. So, I have more stuff to say in regard to that, but we'll get into that. Actually, this is a good stopping point. Unless, do you have more to say about this? No. Okay, um, let's talk about the photo shoot with Jacqueline. Cool. So, Jane tells Jacqueline, like, oh, this is the story I'm working on. You know, it's it's about the domino effect, how, like, you know, one person coming forward ends up causing a chain reaction to having other people coming forward. And then Jacqueline says, like, well, it means a lot that my coming forward has had a positive impact. And, I don't know, I just felt, like, weird about that. I'm like, I mean, I'm not trying to knock you, Jacqueline, but, like, Jacqueline, did you really have that positive of an impact? I'm sorry. What do you mean? I, I don't know, because, for one, then, this is a, a, this is a fictional show, so... She really can't have, like, maybe she had a positive impact in this fictional universe, but I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of, like, loaded to, you know, talk about a real-world movement like this and try to say that Jacqueline had an influence. I, I, don't, I don't know. It just felt uneasy for me, and I can't, I can't really explain why, but it made me feel uneasy. I don't know. I kind of took her response as though she were uncomfortable with, like, being in the spotlight about this topic and was just, like, trying to say something nice. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I'm just like thinking, I'm putting her, I'm putting myself in her shoes and that would be something I would, that that would, that could be a reaction I would have. Yeah. She also did say too that it was like, it was very like, it was very healing for me to share my story. So, you know, it did have a positive impact like on her life too. So I guess she could say that, but like how I read it initially was just like, um, I don't want a fictional character to take credit for the Me Too movement. Yeah, but I I mean, even when he says, like, you wrote about the Me Too movement before there was one, like, is implying that Jacqueline did not create the Me Too movement. Like, they're just saying you were writing about something like that before it actually happened. Right. I think that was more meta, though, in the sense, like, it was, like I said, it, like, the show tackled the topic, like, you know, months before it became popular. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I didn't take as much issue with it, but... I just gotta say, we're putting um, these white women at the forefront when a black woman started the Me Too movement back in 2006, and we're putting, like, you know, people like Alyssa Milano, at the, or Rose McGowan at the center, and it's just a lot, I feel like. Yeah, that's, yes, I agree with you. I mean, that's pretty standard that we tend to do that in America, where we we bring up white women more so than black women, and make excuses in that regard like we we just don't really want a black woman to be a leader in anything for whatever reason Mm -hmm. when i say we of course i mean society (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like we definitely want black women in power we're we're all about it (laughs) (laughs) because like black women are the people we all need to be listening to especially in this current political climate but that's that is interesting and i think um it would be interesting for someone who works on the show to hear that. So I wonder if it would make them think a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Just for, for some reason, it just made me feel uneasy. I'm not saying like there was any malicious intent or anything like that. Because no, it's usually just like ignorance, really, just not acknowledging that. Exactly. So let's talk about how 
Jade was gathering sources for this story. So she's working with she's working with Ben next to her. She tells Ben that she was initially angry at Jacqueline, but she ended up realizing that this time away from Scarlet was good for her. I thought that was cute. Yeah, and I think that was kind of Jacqueline's intention. And let's talk about some of Jane's notes for this story, which are absolutely iconic. Did you screenshot them? Of course I did. So, <laughs> for one thing, I don't know why she has to write this down, because she already knows this shit. Okay, at the top it says, Notes. Carry the weight, Scarlet's most retweeted article of all time. Next bullet. Many voices have come out. Next bullet. What hashtag Me Too movement stands for? That's it. Very thorough. And then, <laughs> off to the side, remember how, like, you, last week, was it last week where she said, try meditation? Yes. <laughs> so, this is even better. At the top, it's notes. I have not finished the story. We are creatures of outside influences. We originate. Some of those is blurry, so I have to, like, really struggle. But she says, we originate nothing within. When we take a new line of thought and drift into a new line of belief and action. What are you talking about, Jane? What the fuck? <laughs> that is a great question. Thank you for bringing that up, because, like... And then below that is her to-do list, which I'm going to read it verbatim, how, exactly how it is written. Believe in yourself. Call every editors in town. Stay strong. Remember, great you are. You are a nominee. Repeat all steps. What? <laughs> what steps? There aren't, some of these aren't even steps. Take notes that are full sentences, like <laughs> anything. I, I, I'm so confused. <laughs> Your straw is not a step. <laughs> no. Call every editors in town is a step. Oh my god. Despite the grammatical error there. <laughs> yeah, and let's just be clear that your town is New York City, so you're not calling every editor in town. <laughs> All right. So those are our notes. It gets better though because you also get to see her Twitter feed very briefly. Oh, so <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> For one, the Jane Sloan is verified, okay? So th that's pretty cool. She has 1,123 followers. No, my bad. She has fallen 1,123 people. She has 5.3 thousand followers. 5.3 thousand, am I even saying that right? 5.3, whatever. Uh <laughs> no, that's right. Five. Yeah, that's fine. So her most recent tweet, it literally just says, Got a gig with the Daily Review. Reaching out for any information regarding the hashtag Me Too movement. What? How vague could you be? <laughs> Reaching out for any information. That makes no sense. <laughs> the next one is a retweet from Scarlet Magazine, which is cool because, you know, she's obviously still supporting the magazine. This month's issue is L-O-V-E, Scarlet Quiz, Is He the One? Which, why did she do that? Why did she retweet that? That's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe just to support Kat, I would guess. And then the other one is, this is really funny, the other one is a retweet from Sutton. Sutton, who is also verified, which, why? Yeah, really, why? I, I don't want to, like, belittle Sutton for being a fashionist, but why is she verified? Yeah, I don't get that, but whatever. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and her tweet literally says, going out tonight, wanna come? Seriously? Yep. I have no more words. That was the tweet that Jane wanted to retweet, so. Wow. You, you know what? So each their 
So. All right. So that has been the segment known as Jane's Notes, or just words on the bold side. So I'm just saying, like, you know, they were kind of slacking for this part. Maybe that's why they made the to-do list everything so blurry, because they realized, like, there's too many grammatical errors <laughs> You know what's funny? Like when I, whenever I watch Lifetime movies and stuff, which I mean, if anybody's judging me, oh well, Lifetime movies are awesome. But they are. They always have errors in the text that they show. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like I usually pause it and read it, and I'm just I roll my eyes because <laughs> it's just very lazy. Kind of like this. This seems like they just typed it up last minute. Yeah. Oh, so get it together. So, somebody ends up responding to Jane's very vague tweet about information regarding the Me Too movement. It's this woman named Elena. Jane ends up talking to her. She ends up revealing that she worked at the same magazine that Jacqueline worked at five years after Jacqueline left. And the man who assaulted Jacqueline also assaulted her. Yeah, that she believes based on context from mm-hmm. Jacqueline's story. Jacqueline never named Jacqueline, her attacker in the story. Yeah, Jacqueline never named her attacker. But that was pretty shocking. And Jane kind of doesn't know what to do with that information. Because Elena said she doesn't blame Jacqueline or anything like that, but it does hurt her a little bit that, you know, would something have turned out differently for her if Jacqueline came forward? And she also notes how she also didn't come forward herself, though, and she understands why Jacqueline didn't do it either. So there's lots of nuances there, but, you know, of course there's, you know, Elena has a right to be a little bit upset. Well, I mean, she has a right to be upset. I think she realizes that she shouldn't be upset with Jacqueline, though. Yeah, her feelings are valid. That's really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So she, Jane's essentially in a little like battle with herself there. Like, you know, what do I do with this story? This is going to devastate Jacqueline. Yeah. So she pretty much um, goes back and forth with this throughout the episode until the actual award ceremony. Which are we ready to get to that? Yes, we are. Okay. Um, given that Sutton is kind of depressed after having to dress Richard's girlfriend, and Kat is feeling pretty down considering she just told Adina she cheated on her. So Jane's like, listen, ladies, don't come to the award ceremony. It's uh just going to force you to make small talk with people you don't want to talk to, and I love you guys too much to put you through that. So I'll just go with Dr. Ben. So Jacqueline, Jane... And Ben are all going to sit at the same table. So Jacqueline and Jane end up speaking. And Jane is hesitant to talk to Jacqueline about what Elena told her. Jacqueline, who is like just so motherly, <laughs> like just knows mm-hmm. something's wrong with Jane. Um, And after a little bit of prying, she's finally like, okay, fine, don't tell me. And Jane's like, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Jane ends up telling Jacqueline about Elena and what Elena said. And that she was a little resentful toward Jacqueline for it. Yep. And Jacqueline was very visibly upset about that. Yes. <laughs> she keeps her composure, you know, obviously. Yeah. Because it's Jacqueline. But ultimately, Kat and Sutton decide to come to the ceremony and they make it just in time for the award <laughs> to be announced that Jane won. Um, the Mandy Award yes. she was nominated for. How convenient. Uh, and then she has to make a speech. And in her speech, she thanks Jacqueline for all of the inspiration for the story and just for being a great mentor to her for, during the time she was at Scarlet. And she ends up saying that Jacqueline taught her one big piece of advice, which is, you know, to go with the story. Always go with the story. Always tell the truth. 
which I think was foreshadowing for the fact that she was going to include Elena in the article, which Jane had gone back and forth about because she wanted to protect Jacqueline, in a sense. So, and then the article's due the next day, right? So. Yeah, which I love that Jane just, like, is not, like, anxious about that at all. Like, oh, I'll just go to this big event, and then I'm gonna go home and write this story. She does that a lot, and this is me off. Yeah, I mean, do you sleep? You know, me? Like, I'd just be like, oh, I can't go to this award ceremony because I have to write this article now. (laughs) I don't care if I win. Too busy for this. (laughs) So, the article is published, and, well, rather, we see Jane sitting, laying in bed, finishing up the article, and she sends it to her editor at the Daily Review, but then she also sends it to Jacqueline. I forget what she says in the email, though. Uh, I wrote this down. Okay. Hold up. I figured you did. (laughs) Uh, The subject for the email was wanted to share this with you and then she wrote it's your story too that was nice that was really nice um but then the next day jane gets up and gets a phone call pretty much immediately from andrew jacqueline's oh, assistant andrew. no no last names here we, we keep it super informal um, and he calls saying jacqueline wants to meet with jane jane's like did she, did she say what it was about and he's like yeah she told me all about it and she's like i have no idea <laughs> It's like, no, she didn't tell me shit. Just get over here. Like <laughs> And then I love when she like you know comes into the room and Andrew's like, Jacqueline's waiting for you. And then Jane's like, it's good to see you. Did she get taller? And he's like, Did you get shorter? Uh, yeah, I like that interaction. That was cute. <laughs> I'm just like loving that Andrew's getting a little bit of screen time here. Cause like he's funny. You know, they should utilize him. Yes. Yes, they should. They use him a little bit throughout the show, but my favorite moment was um during the episode where they were like all locked in the Scarlet offices, and then Jacqueline knocks on the window and she says, "Andrew," and then he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "I don't remember that specifically." Damn. <laughs> you do remember that? No, I don't. I have to go back. Oh god, I, I loved it. Or in the first episode, in the pilot, when he's like, "Um, Jacqueline, Beyonce's on the phone. Beyonce Knowles." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that actually. <laughs> And she's like, no shit, Andrew. (laughs) Duh. Anyway, Andrew's cool. That's all. (laughs) Moving on. Anyway, so Jane uh, gets nicely dressed and puts on really nice makeup. It appears like she just like went from having her morning coffee to like the office, but she looks like a completely different person. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know how much time has passed, but she just always looks fabulous. But anyway, so she, uh, yeah. Also, she, she doesn't, she has no idea what time to come into the office. She just comes in. Just, just whenever, you know, (laughs) because Jacqueline's not busy at all. You know, she just needs to see her as soon as possible. (laughs) Right. And Jacqueline can just drop whatever she's doing to just talk to Jane. But anyway, sure. Whatever. (laughs) So Andrew leads her to, Jacqueline's office and Jane goes in there and talks to Jacqueline and Jacqueline says that she had read the article um, and that she realized that she could have left Elena's part out of it completely but she chose not to and Jane was like well you know like I wanted to tell the truth I wanted to tell the whole story and then Jacqueline pretty much says you know I, I didn't let you come back to Scarlet because I didn't think you were ready I think you were coming back out of fear after failing at insight but I see you know in the last she says few days and I'm like geez Louise that's all it took it's like just a few <laughs> days but you know, I was hoping that she would take into account that it seems like Jane has been doing a lot of freelancing and kind of been successful otherwise, but whatever. Yeah. I thought thought that was odd that she said days, but anyway. um, (laughs) So she said, Jacqueline says it's, you know, in the last 
few days, I've seen that you have much more confidence and, you know, you just, it appears as though you are, you are okay with failure and that you have grown from the experience. And so we want you back at Scarlet. Woo! But... I don't know. What do you think about this? Do you think Jade actually, like, really did learn, like, a lesson? I don't know. I just don't say, I, I don't buy, like, the connection between, like, her living and her failure and, you know. I think it was just an example of it that was presented to Jacqueline directly, and so she had no choice but not to ignore it. Right. But I don't think that what happened actually implies that Jane isn't afraid to fail. I just think that- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just think it means that Jane's not afraid to tell the truth. Like, I don't think they're the same thing. I don't know. She's not afraid to tell the whole story. Yeah, like, I, I kind of buy the fact, that, like, oh, she's she's fearless right now. Like, I kind of I kind of buy that. But, like, the whole idea of, like, you need to live in your failure. I don't 100% buy it. I feel like I kind of buy it after this being, like, my 50th rewatch at this point. But it's just oddly placed to me. Yeah. What do you think? I kind of agree. I don't know. Like I said, I think the few days comment kind of pissed me off. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like not taking into account that she's been doing like all this other like this amazing work, you know. Yeah, and it just seems like this one moment, like for you, just to find Jane as a whole, and like that's not fair. Are you happy the chain's back at Scarlet though? I am because I like Sutton and Cat, and they're like <laughs> super happy about it. I like Sutton, so I'm happy that Jane is back at Scarlet <laughs> for Sutton. I wouldn't say Jane is my favorite of the three, um, but I just think that she's kind of like annoying at times and difficult to deal with. So with that in mind, like I'm excited she's back because I think it's going to make the story more interesting and probably a little more overlap too. Mm -hmm. Um, But otherwise- Because we'll get to see like the three of them in the Scarlet offices together again. You know, that's something we haven't seen in a while. Right. You know? Yeah. And they might actually be there for each other's plot progression. <laughs> Instead of yeah, just like, exactly. talking about it later. But I really did love the scene where all three of them were so happy. Like Jane's like, I work here. And then Sunny Cat's like, oh no, stop, we're fragile. And then Jane's like, I work here. And they're like, ah <laughs> Yes, I love that. And they play Cuts to the Feeling by Carly Ray Jepsen. Gotta give a little shout out to my season one co-host and number one Carly Rae Jepsen stan, Ashley Klein. Number one fan in the world. Yes, for that moment. I know she was incredibly happy for that scene, so, and I was incredibly happy for that scene too, because it was just beautiful. (laughs) Yes, very cute. So uh, that is the end. All right, are we moving on to Best Dressed? Yeah. Okay. My best dressed are Jane and Jacqueline in the photo shoot. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, like, Jacqueline, you know, she always seems to have, like, a hot pink thing going on, and she's got a nice, like, pink top with, like, a black um, skirt, and Jane always looks hot in black, and she's always just fabulous. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, they're very on point. My favorite, my favorite outfit overall in the episode was when Sutton came into work at the ends because she eventually shows Oliver like, oh, hey, I have my shit together. That's true. And she doesn't look so puffy. Yeah. Oliver's like, um, like, oh, you're early. And then she's like, well, get used to it. She's wearing this black leather jacket with this white top one underneath. And her makeup is just like purely on point. She has like this really bold lip. Yes. And she just like looks, she just looks great. Yes. I, I That's what I noticed the most was her makeup. Yeah. Who? What would you say is the best ship? I have to just be classic and say Jane and Jacqueline. I'm glad to see these two like together again. Everybody misses you. 
I missed you. So sweet. What about yours? So mine is is like a a thruple situation. Um, okay. It's really just the three main girls because I feel like this episode brings them all back together, and it really centers around Jane winning the award and like them all kind of realizing that they've been sort of shitty friends and just wrapped up in their own stuff. That's cute. That actually transitions to my favorite part of the episode. Oh, go for it. The entire cuts of the feeling moment. I just love it. It just brings me so much joy how they're all jumping up and down and like, they're just so happy to like be together again in the same office. Yes. It's great. Yes. What was your favorite part? Honestly, my favorite part was probably the Hot Pocket scene. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I should have said that. Yeah, but it really was. <laughs> it was so funny. Or the you look a little puffy. It was one or the other, really. <laughs> You look a little puffy. That was your favorite part. I just think it was so funny because honestly, I think Oliver and Sutton have such a fun relationship. They do. It's kind of like under the radar because it's usually a supporting character, so to speak. But I just think that their dynamic is really fun. Oh, just wait. Oh, man. Nice. Okay. <laughs> there's a really there's a really fun moment coming up between those two that I'm looking forward to talking about. Cool. I really want a pepperoni hot pocket now. Ooh. Yum. Anyway, how does this episode inspire you to live your bold type life? Hmm. Well, okay. So Sutton kind of spends most of the episode being depressed about Richard and, you know, just not really being able to get over it. Um, and I mean that in a nicer way than it sounds, but um, I would say that that's something that I have a- <laughs> You're not being brought. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's something I personally have a hard time doing. I tend to get, like, stuck in certain things that are going on in my life and I have a hard time just like getting over it and just telling myself that like that's not something that I need to be focused on. It's not the most important thing and life isn't that serious kind of thing. Um, and I think Sutton comes to that conclusion once she decides to go to Cat and be like, yeah, we're going to the Mandy Award ceremony for Jane. That's what inspired me to live my bold type life, Sutton. Aw, I love that moment when Sutton and Cat both realize like, oh, you know, we need to get over our shit and be there for jade because this is our friend and we love her and it was just like it was so like a duh moment but that's so hard to find sometimes you know like in your own life when you take a step back and you're just like wow i'm being really ridiculous exactly yeah honestly i feel like i'm cheating but honestly i'm gonna say same because (laughs) all right fine just this once i mean uh, you know just to add to that a little bit though um just how, like, you know, Sutton, like, gets got so caught up with her friendship, with her quote-unquote friendship with Brooke. Um, I tend to do that sometimes, too. Like, you know, I'll get caught up in, like, you know, my own life and then realize, like, you know what? No, like, the people who really matter kind of need me right now. I need to step back into their life, I guess you could say. Oh, well, that's nice. Oh, I try. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow The Bold Talk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Bold Talk. And if you like us, please leave us a review on iTunes. That's the easiest way to support us and to help other fellow Bold Type fans find us. Should you have a question or comment, you can also email us at theboldtalk at gmail.com. I'm Sam Saf. You can follow me on Twitter at samsaf3, that's S-A-M-S-A-F-3, or on Instagram at sammaymarie3, S-A-M-M-A-Y-M-A-R-I-E-3. I should warn you. I just posted a photo, so you probably won't get another one for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> she still hasn't posted a tweet in, over, in more than a year, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
so yeah feel free to spam her yeah if somebody sends me something maybe i'll maybe i'll start maybe all right i am jeremy rodriguez you can follow me on twitter at rodriguez jeremy that's rodriguez with a g and a z jeremy is spelled j-e-r-e-m-y instagram is the same with an underscore at the ends we will return next week when we launch our discussion of season two episode seven betsy my favorite episode i am so excited all right i am really excited to talk about that that is all man i can't wait okay all right well (laughs) till then go unleash holy hell